My father was a drunk fish keeper that would go to the fish stores drunk and buy a lot of fish. He came home one day and said to my mother, We are getting more fish tanks. He came at me with the bulging fish eyes and says, Alex, you're entering the hobby and getting a fish tank. Mom yells and says, No. He says, Why so serious? <laughs> that is how Aqua Alex got in the fish hobby. You're listening to the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish keeping podcast hosted by 23 year old fish keeper Aqua Alex Cardinal. For three years, we've provided you with quality tropical fish information, and we'll continue providing some information on freshwater and saltwater tropical fish. Let's dive down deep into the aquarium and chat fish. Live from his fish room is Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is now live. Your fish stuff, freeze-dried brine shrimp, large cubed brine shrimp that can be broken into smaller sized chunks. Brine shrimp pressed into a cube-shaped tree. Large fish can devour it whole, while small fish can pick it apart. Make addition fish for breeding, high-quality foods are a must. Brine shrimp is an excellent conditioning food as well as a perfect treat for any fish, fresh water, or salt water. YourFishStuff.com is proud to present to you the aquarium hobbyist, quality, freeze-dried, brine treat prices. A quarter of a pound is $10.99. A half pound is $20.99. One pound is $39.99. Two pounds is $74.99. And five pounds is $182.99. To see the freeze-dried brine shrimp and all the other freeze-dried fish foods available, go to yourfishstuff.com forward slash freeze-dried or to simply purchase 
or purchase a freeze-dried brine shrimp, go to yourfishstuff.com forward slash freeze-dried brine shrimp. Tropical fish keeping is a live artwork that combines beauty and nature all in one enclosed system. Tropical fish keeping is one of the most popular hobbies in the world. Many people feel that keeping an aquarium reduces stress and blood pressure and is a good soothing experience for the mind and soul to watch and take care of fish. Aqua Alex I let it fall, my heart, as it fell, you rose to claim it, it was dark, and I was over, until you kissed my lips, and you saved me, my hands, they were strong, but my knees were far too
Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by YourFishStuff.com. YourFishStuff.com provides hobbyists with quality homemade fish food and aquarium supplies. The Your Fish Stuff difference. Buy direct and save. Buy direct from Your Fish Stuff. No middleman, no food masses produced by large corporations, no food sitting around in warehouses. Just fresh, healthy food from Your Fish Stuff to you. Quality ingredients like fish meal, shrimp, squid, kelp, spirulina, and Corella allergy. Doesn't cloud water. And all of their fish food is made fresh, crafted in small batches, hobbyists owned and operated. And all of their fish food is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. So check out yourfishstuff.com for quality fish food and aquarium equipment such as nets, filters, medications, and more. That's www.yourfishstuff.com, a proud sponsor of Aquatic Wetline. Bring the splendor of the tropics into your home or office with an Aqua Dreams Aquarium. For over 23 years, Aqua Dreams has provided expertise and products to assist clients in making their dream tank a reality. Select exotic, colorful fish, pearl coral reefs, and learn about their care from our expert staff. Join delighted saltwater aquarium enthusiasts already enjoying galleries of exotic fish, colorful coral, and crystal clear water. Visit Aqua Dreams retail showroom featuring Red Sea Max Aquarium, located on Route 57, Feeding Hills. Starting on our 400th episode, Aqua Alex will be hosting a segment called Ask Aqua Alex a Tropical Fish Keeping Question. I will be answering your fish keeping questions. They can be on anything aquatic, from freshwater to saltwater. Whether it's a question about a new fish you purchased, or a question on feeding, or the health of your fish, I'll answer them all. Please submit any and all of your tropical fish questions to the new Aquatic Wetline email, aquaalex at mail.com. Again, that's aquaalex at mail.com. Start sending in those questions right now, ladies and gentlemen. Fish Keepers, I, Aqua Alex, am proud to announce that I have a treat for you on Friday, May 12, 2017, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on Aquatic Wetline, the Fish Keepers Podcast. Nature artist, tropical fish keeping hobbyist, a man with a lot of tropical fish knowledge, and a good friend of mine, Mr. Sam Garcia Jr., returns as a honorary guest to discuss the ethics of tropical fish keeping, what to do and what not to do. This should be a good listen. 
also join Sam Garcia Jr. live on Aquatic Wetline as he takes the floor and gives a good speech on the ethnics of fish keeping on Friday, May 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific on Aquatic Wetline, the Fish Keepers Podcast. Public Fish Keeper Service Announcement. It's time to get ready for Aquatic Wetline's second episode of Aquatic Wetline Aquatic Trivia Game. May 2017's Aquatic Wetline Aquatic Trivia Game will air live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on Saturday, May 27, 2017. Aquatic Wetline Aquatic Trivia Game for May 2017 is sponsored by Your Fish Stuff and Crawfish Team. Prizes. First place prize winner gets five pounds of your fish stuff fish food. Second place winner gets a crawfish and crawfish game. Third place winner chooses between a $20 Petco gift card or a live beta and beta fish food. Eight contestants are needed. Sign up to begin now. Please be available on May 27, 2017 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time if you sign up. To sign up, email aquaticwetline at outlook.com with the following name, location, your favorite fish, the fish you are currently keeping, title your email, AW Trivia, contestant entry, Aqua Alex, your fish stuff, and crawfish king. Good luck. Sign up now. On Saturday, June 3rd, 2017, Aquatic Wetline reaches yet another milestone that nobody thought was possible. Aqua Alex and YourFishStuff.com proudly present to you Aquatic Wetline's 400th episode celebration. That's right, folks. Aquatic Wetline celebrates its 400th episode on June 3rd. There will be three awesome guests. Our first guest will be the owner of Beantown Aquatics, Andre Fretz, who will be here to discuss African cichlids for the first time. Our second guest will be the owner of a fancy goldfish and tropical fish business called Coast Gem USA. And the final guest is a man who helped Aquatic Wetline get his name out there. Crayfish man James Jones will be here to talk about his water change maintenance and some new information on crayfish. Plus, here, Aqua Alex discuss information on nasal tangs, orange shoulder tangs, lungfish, wolffish, and other cool oddball fish. Aqua Alex will also answer tropical fish keepers' questions, and some more fish keeping celebration topics will occur on this very special episode. Join Aquatic Wetline for its historic 400th episode live Saturday, June 3rd, 2017 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. 
400 episode. Woo! Tropical Fish Keeping listeners, I invite you to join your fish keeping group called Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetlands. I invite you to post pictures of your tropical fish, post videos of your tropical fish, post links to your fish keeping YouTube channel, or just chat fish. One of the added benefits of this group is I'm going to do a Facebook Live fish video every Sunday, starting the first Sunday of March. So make sure you go and join Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline on Facebook. Not only to post pictures of your fish, Jackson, but to see me live on Facebook in a Facebook Live video every Sunday. So what are you waiting for? Go join right now. Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline on Facebook. Spreading the news. Chef Alex is back and better than ever. It brings me joy in telling you that Chef Cardinale Cooking Show is relaunching and returning on May 6, 2017. Come be a part of what will be the most successful cooking podcast once again. Go to www.blogtalkradio forward slash Chef Cardinale Cooking Show. This will be your one spot to get the latest cooking trends and delicious recipes. To all the fish keepers who like to cook now, you know what cooking podcast to check out. I'm Chef Alex and I approve this message. Hey, yeah, this is the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish-keeping show brought to you by Aqua Alex in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's get back to the tropical fish chat right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Aquatic Wetline, and welcome back to the debut episode of life in the ocean. Tonight we are talking about the Hawaiian ocean and the fish that come from the Hawaiian ocean. If you're just tuning in now, you missed the first half of the show where I talked about angelfish, butterfly fish, blennies, chromis, damsels, dartfish, and moray eels that come from Hawaii. But have no fear, you can um, listen to the first half of the show when today's episode of Aquatic Wetline archives. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and talk about all the other many fish that live and come to the aquarium hobby from the Hawaiian and Pacific Oceans. So, let's get back into it. Filefish. Now, filefish have narrow bodies, small mouths with sharp teeth, and a stout dorsal spine with oftentimes small thorn-like spikes, which they raise when they feel aroused or threatened. They swim by waving their dorsal and anal fins and can swim forward and backward. 
Filefish are generally omnivorous, and some of them can change their color quickly to match their surroundings. The following filefish live in Hawaii. Barred filefish, blue-lined leather jacket, and the scrawled filefish. Goatfish. Now, goatfish are actually a very nice uh, bottom-dwelling fish. They're like a freshwater catfish, so to speak. And they can be kept in an aquarium. Um, I know that Live Aquaria sells them and uh, Blue Zoo Aquatic sells them. They're like a diamond goby in that they eat the live uh, fauna from the sand. So this is going to be a fish that needs live sand. But nonetheless, it's a very cool fish. Now, goatfish can easily be spotted while snorkeling over a sandy ocean bottom. They can be recognized by, by their bar barbels, which they use to brush over the sand to find worms, mollusks, and other inverts. Some of them also use their barbels to get to shrimp and crabs that are hiding in the reef. All goatfish have a forked tail, and many can change their color very quickly. Most of the time, they stick to the ocean bottom, but several Hawaiian species can be observed in midwater during daylight hours. Goatfish are characterized by a pair of chin barbels, which contain chemosensory organs and are used to prod the sand or holes in the reef for food. Their bodies are deep and elongated with forked tails and widely separated dorsal fins. Many goatfish are brightly colored. And the Hawaiian goldfish that live in Hawaii are the many bar goldfish, island goldfish, and the square spot goldfish. Now, for all you predatory marine fish lovers out there, let's talk about the groupers that live in Hawaii. Groupers have large mouths and heavy bodies because they grow to an enormous size, a protruding lower jaw, and are usually solitary bottom dwellers. They are also called sea basses and can be found in shallow waters as well as depths of many hundreds of feet. Their tail fin usually has a straight or rounded back edge. Most grouper skin is blotched and dull looking while a few others are brightly colored such as the Mignonatus uh, grouper, V-tail grouper, and the Pelini grouper. But those groupers do not come from Hawaii. They feed by carefully stalking their prey and strike when close enough. Instead of chasing their prey, they engulf their prey and when close enough, open their mouth. They, this sucks water into their mouth as well as their food, which can be anything from stingrays, lobsters, small fish, and even sea turtles. I don't know how groupers can eat stingrays and lionfish and other venomous fish without being stung. I guess it doesn't affect them. Um, but the Hawaiian groupers that I know of are the giant grouper and the black grouper, which both are not su uh, suitable for aquariums. All right. Another common aquarium marine fish is the hawkfish. And there are quite a few hawkfish available in the Hawaiian oceans. Hawkfish can usually be seen waiting motionless 
on a outcrop or coral head waiting for prey. As soon as a smaller fish or crustacean is seen, they strike quickly. They live in groups of usually one male and one or more females. Most species are able to change sex, males being sex versus females. If the male in a group dies, the dominant female of the group changes sex and takes on its new role as male group leader. There are six species of hawkfish in Hawaii, arc-eye hawk, freckled hawk, and long-nosed hawkfish. Yourfishstuff.com is proud to announce that we are having a sale on all of our Seachin products that we stock. Every single Seachin product on our website is 15% off. That's right, all of our Seachin products are 15% off. You can get awesome products like Seachin Prime, Seachin Purigen Filter Media, and Seachin Garlic Guard. All of these products work well for both freshwater and saltwater aquariums. Aqua Alex uses and recommends Seatham Prime for use during setting up a tank, upgrading the tank, and after water changes. He has been using Prime for 10 years and has never had an issue. Aqua Alex uses and recommends Seatham Purigen. His tanks have been crystal clear since the addition of Seatham Purigen in his filters. Garlic Guard helps keep Aqua Alex's salt water puffers, rabbit fish and tangs free of ick and healthy. See what Seachim can do for you. Save 15% off now. Go to www.yourfishstuff.com forward slash store forward slash Seachim. That's right. Our sponsor is having 15% off Seachim products or Seachim products, however you want to pronounce it. So go to uh, yourfishstuff.com and purchase Seachim products for a, for a discounted price. Anyway, back on topic here tonight, and we're going to talk about the next fish that comes from Hawaii, Moorish Idol, one of the best fish in the saltwater hobby that I think about. Now, with distinctively compressed and dislike, a disc-like bodies, Moorish Idol stands out in contrasting bland, bands of black, white, and yellow, which makes them attractive to keepers. The fish have relatively small fins, except for the dorsal fin, whose six or seven spines are dramatically elongated to form a trailing sickle-shaped crest called the Philomantis extension. Morishitals have small terminal mouths at the end of long tubular snouts. Many long bristle-like teeth line the mouths. The Morishidal differs from butterfly fish in having a prominent black triangular anal fin. Morishidals prefer flat reefs. Their range includes East Africa, the Indian Ocean, and the Ducey Islands, and Hawaii. Sponges, coral polyps, tunicates, and other best-nick inverts constitute the bulk of the Morishidals diet. Morishitals are notoriously difficult to maintain in captivity. They require large aquariums, 100 gallons and up, are ferocious eaters, and can become quite destructive to corals. However, like I said in the intro of today's show, 
if you get a Morris Idol from Hawaii, you're going to have much more success with a Morris Idol. All right, let's talk about the very beautiful parrotfish. I'm not talking about that man-made, stupid, hybrid parrot cichlid from freshwater or a parrot cichlid. I'm talking about an actual, actual marine parrotfish. They're, they're a member of the RAS family. Now, parrotfish are herbivores, and they feed mainly on algae. They have beak-like dental plates that make it easy for them to scrape off algae from rocks and coral heads. Now, occasionally, parrotfish do make it into the aquarium hobby, but they are recommended only for expert aquarists because they are a lot difficult to take care of. They usually have a pretty blue-green body and swim mainly with their pectoral fins. They can be difficult to spot in the water since they move fast. Regal parrotfish, yellow-bellied parrot, uh, parrotfish, and pal-nosed parrotfish are the parrotfish that you can find in Hawaii. All right, I'm going to talk about one of my personal favorite fish again, porcupine puffers, or porcupine fish as they call them. They come from Hawaii. Porcupine fish are covered with sharp spines and can inflate into a large ball too big to swallow, which makes it difficult for predators to attack and eat them. So basically when a uh, puffer fish, a porcupine puffer, uh, inflates due to stress, it's like a fat guy at a buffet is going to keep eating and eating and eating until it pulls up like a balloon. <laughs> Check it, I just shared some humor to today's show. When in peace, the sharp spines lay flat against their bodies, but stand up when they start to swell. A large porcupine fish in its inflated state can be the size of a basketball, and with its additional two to three inch spines, it can choke a large shark to death. In addition to their sharp spines as a defense mechanism, porcupine fish are also poisonous. In spite of this, tiger sharks sometimes prey on porcupine fishes, which really justifies their name as nature's most feared predator. And the different species of diadon uh, porcupine fish are the giant porcupine puffer and the one that is pretty common and the most commonly available in the aquarium hobby, the long spine porcupine puffer. Your Fish Stuff freeze-dried krill. Yourfishstuff.com are quite proud of their freeze-dried krill as it is some of the finest krill you'll ever see. Freshly dried and packed, it comes straight to your door. It is one of YourFishStuff.com's most popular fish food, and for good reason, as our freeze-dried krill has unique nutritional qualities that make it a perfect food for many tropical fish. An excellent source of nutritional acetoxin will bring out the natural colors of your fish and its high protein, lipid, and mineral content promote good health and conditioning. 
harvested from the clean, cool waters of Antarctica and dried here in the United States of America, you will not find a higher quality krill. All types of fish enjoy krill, from freshwater to saltwater, cichlids to koi. This Antarctica Ocean relative of the shrimp is a crustacean, which is a part of many fish's natural diet. It can be taken whole by larger fish or crushed by hand for smaller fish. Yourfishstuff.com is proud to provide fish keepers with quality freeze-dried krill. Prices. A quarter of a pound of freeze-dried krill, $9.99. A half pound is $17.99. One pound is $34.99. Two pounds is $67.99. And five pounds is $159.99. You can find the freeze-dried krill in the freeze-dried food section of yourfishstuff.com or simply go to www.yourfishstuff.com forward slash freeze-dried krill. Now if you have a porcupine puffer or the fish, the fish that we're going to talk about next, krill would be a great food for them. I guarantee you they're going to like krill. Another fish that is very similar to the porcupine fish is the puffer fish. Let's talk about the puffer fish that come from Hawaii. Puffers, when they are threatened, they inhale water and expand into a balloon shape, which makes it difficult or impossible for a predator to swallow. They differ from porcupine fish in that their skin has bristles, while porcupine fish have sharp spines. Puffers, like porcupine fish, are also poisonous. Their bodies have tetratoxidon in them, a powerful neurotoxin. The toxin is produced by bacteria within their bodies. Here are some Hawaiian puffers that live in uh, Hawaii. White-spotted Toby puffer. White-spotted Aerothron puffer. And there's also, I believe, a blue-spotted Tobin puffer that also lives in Hawaii. All right, so now we're going to talk about scorpion fish. If you are a fan of oddball fish like myself, this is going to be a fish for you. There are plenty of scorpion fish in Hawaii. Now, scorpion fish don't like to move around much. They are, they are sedentary carnivores. And some of them have venomous spines. Since many of them are masters of camouflage and blend in with their surroundings, it is often difficult to spot them. They usually hunt prey at night. Their sting is very painful and can cause cramps and nausea. Since they live in the reef and are difficult to see, it's always a possibility to accidentally touch or step on one. A known first aid treatment for scorpion fish stings is hot water. The affected area should be soaked in it for at least 30 minutes as heat destroys the venom. The victim should also be brought to a hospital for further care. The Hawaiian name for scorpion fish is no hu. There are 28 species of scorpion fish in Hawaii, 
waters of which 10 are endemic. You have the coral scorpion fish, which is a cute little purple red scorpion, also sometimes called red wasp fish. You have the decoy scorpion, the devil scorpion. Now the devil scorpion has venomous spines down its back and pectoral fins with a bright color warning others of danger. The yellow and orange arc stripes and black spots which show when it scurries away on the ocean floor or over coral reef where it sits waiting to ambush prey, usually feeding at dusk or during the night. Their favorite food is small fish and crustaceans that unknowingly venture near. The devil scorpion fish and other in the family are known for their camouflage, with some having flashy flaps and small tentacles on the body and head. As always, when snorkeling and diving, stay safe by avoiding touching your reef and never stick your hands into crevices. A sting from scorpion fish in Hawaii is very rare, but so is, so is seeing one. Having a vigilant eye when snorkeling and diving, one might get very like, lucky to notice this ambush predator waiting on a rock or coral or even scooting along a sandy sea floor. All right, this one is one of my favorite scorpion fish from Hawaii. The dwarf Hawaiian lionfish. This species is one of the two lionfish indigenous to the Hawaiian islands and is one of fish keepers' favorite dwarf lions, even though it's kind of a sleeper in the hobby, mostly due to their um, comparati uh, comparatively drab coloration, mostly gray and brown as adults. Juvenile specimens often have pretty gray banding on their pectorals and log superorbital tentacles antenna, both of which are lost as the fish reaches adulthood. The casual second dorsal and anal fins are adorned with yellow spots, which are one of the tell telltale visual traits of this species. Additionally, this species sports a pair of mandibular appendages, although they're not as pronounced as those seen on the Fu Muchen. Another feature that sets this little lionfish apart from its conagers is the glowing solid red coloration on its arises once the fish matures. No other lionfish shares this trait, and it is indeed to show something to see. And uh, the Hawaiian dwarf lionfish is very easy to keep. There is a very, very rare uh, lionfish from Hawaii that is in the family Petaurus, and it is under the scientific name Petaurus Spex. Now, the Petaurus Spex is a rare lionfish, and it looks similar to both uh, Mamabusa and Atenata uh, lionfish, and boy, oh boy, would I love to get my hands on a, a Petaurus Spex. Not literally, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to get stung, but I want to have one in my aquarium. There would be a uh, a very nice fish to have. All right, so now we're going to talk about squirrel fish and soldier fish. Most squirrel fish and soldier fish are red in color. They are nighttime predators with large black eyes and a forked tail fin. Squirrel fish have one more backward pointing spines on their gill covers. Most of them have horizontal silver colored stripes 
When approached, squirrelfish oftentimes make clicking sounds while nervously swimming around. Soldier fish don't have stripes. They have more rounded snouts and deeper bodies. Most of them also don't have backward pointing spines on their gill covers. They also make grunting sounds when they are disturbed and nervous. Big eye squirrel fish. The big eye black bar soldier fish, also known as the black bar soldier fish, is bright red with thin white outlines on the fins. The eyes are very large and the center pupil is black, giving this fish a unique look. And you can find the black bar soldier fish or the big eye uh, soldier fish in Hawaii. A 70-gallon or larger aquarium with larger amount of live rock is required. Now, you can have a small group of them as long as there is adequate hiding spaces. It is a nocturnal fish, which hides when the lights are on. Now, each invert, such as worms, crustaceans, and serpent stars. Now, Hawaiian squirrel fish. The Hawaiian red and white striped squirrel fish has a bright red body with about 10 bright white longitudinal stripes and a red dorsal fin with the spines topped with white. There are two diagonal white lines on the head, one that extends below the eye from the corner of the mouth to the base of the gill plate, and one that extends upwards from the base of the gill plate to the top of the eye. The area behind the gill has a slight yellow coloration, and the gill has several spines. Now, the Hawaiian um, squirrel fish grows to about 6 to 7 inches, and the suggested tank size is 50 gallons for a single specimen, 75 gallons for small groups, and at least 100 gallons for larger groups. Habitat. Because this is a fish that is nocturnal, that hides in the shadows during daylight hours and comes out at night, if kept in a brightly lit aquarium, it won't be seen very often. To enjoy this fish, it is best kept in low lighting. To make it an even more interesting display, why not create a complete nocturnal species tank by combining a group of these fish with some other non-aggressive nighttime tank mates? No matter what type of tank this fish is placed in, it requires lots of places and space for hiding. Shelter can be provided in the way of live rock structures, decorative rock cave, and crevice-type formations. Now, they are quite peaceful and communal, and they can be kept with the same species in small or large groupings. Just be, just be aware, because of the fish's rough scales and sharp gill spines, it can easily get caught or snagged in an aquarium net, and it could be difficult to remove, and it could cause some damage to the fish and you. Now, these are not venomous or poisonous or toxic, but it can still result in a nasty and painful stinging injury should this diet sting you. I mean, should the uh, Hawaiian red and white squirrel fish sting you. All right, and of course, they're omnivores and carnivores, so they'll eat, they'll eat crustaceans, they'll eat marine worms, brit uh, brittle and serpent uh, starfish, and other multiple invertebrates. And that is the uh, soldier and squirrel fish. 
Now, I was just thinking to myself earlier today when I looked up Hawaiian squirrel fish, I, uh, I said, those are beautiful. Um, and I and I think I want a nice school of them in my 125, maybe like four, four or five. They're absolutely gorgeous. I think they're the, um, the prettiest uh, squirrel fish out there. All right, so now we're going to talk about another favorite uh, genius of fish for me, and that is tangs. And they're also known as surgeon fish and unicorn fish. Surgeon fish and unicorn fish, tangs, are some of the most common fish on Hawaii's reefs. They usually have oval or oblong bodies with eyes located high on their heads. Most surgeon fish tangs are herbivores. They scrape algae from rocks and corals with their small mouths. Some tang species feed on organic matter on the ocean bottom. Unicorn fishes, naso species, are typically plankton eaters. Tangs are ca characterized by their two forward pointing spines at the base of their tails. These are called scapels, and they are razor sharp and cause a painful cut when touched. But they pose the most danger to fishermen trying to remove tangs from a net or a spear. They don't pose any danger or as much danger to snorkel snorkelers and divers. Nasos and unicorn fishes, on the other hand, have rigid bony tails instead of scapels, which are also very sharp. Some naso species also have a horn on the forehead. So here are the type of tangs that live in Hawaii. Chevron tang, which is one of the most expensive tangs available in the aquarium hobby. The white cheek tang, the clown tang. One of my favorite tangs, the orange shoulder tang, which is a very hardy tang of that family. Um, then there is the naso and blonde naso tang, the unicorn tang, the yellow tang, the sailfin tang, and there's also the yellow-eyed coal tang. Those are all the tangs that are popular in Hawaii, and most of them are all hardy. The only tangs that I would not consider a hardy tang for beginner would probably be the clown tang and the white cheek tang. I say the clown tang because it's a very aggressive tang that needs a lot of swimming space. Oh yeah, how can I forget? The Achilles tang is from Hawaii. It's the only tang that is exclusive to Hawaii, I believe. All right. Now we're going to talk about one of two, the one of the one of the two final fish from Hawaii. Triggerfish are named for the uncommon arrangement of their first two dorsal spines. The first one is thick and strong and can be lifted up and locked into place by the by the shorter second spine called the trigger. When a triggerfish feels threatened, it disappears into a hole or crevice and raises and locks this main dorsal spine. Like this, it is difficult to extract the fish from its hiding place. They have small but strong jaws and mouth, and a bite can be very painful. There are 10 species of triggerfish in Hawaiian waters. Black triggers, 
The black trigger, also known as the Indian trigger, has a brown body and black fins with white lines at the base of the dorsal and anal fins. You want a 90-gallon aquarium or larger with rocks and caves for a good habitat for the Hawaiian black trigger. Now, these guys will eat uh, meaty foods like squid, krill, clams, small fish, and hard-shelled shrimp. As a matter of fact, the information I gave you on the black trigger can be applied to all the triggers I want to mention. Then there's the crosshatch trigger, which is a uh, nice fish. Then you also have the blue jaw trigger. Then you have the pink kale trigger. And the Hawaiian state fish and the Hawaiian trigger is the Picasso trigger, one of the beautiful fish of Hawaii. Okay, now I'm going to talk about our final fish from Hawaii, and that is the wrasse. Wrasse are common coral reef fish. Most species have elongated bodies with a continuous dorsal fin. But they come in all sorts of colors and sizes. All of them are either carnivores or plantivores and have short, short teeth. Most wrasses begin their life as a female, and some of them later on change into males, who are usually larger and most colored and more active than females. The males are the leader of a group of females. Should a male die, the dominant female of that group transforms itself into a male to take his place. Here are the uh, wrasses that call Hawaii home, bird wrasse. The most unique aspect about the bird wrasse is its elongated beak, which is used to catch long, skinny prey and hold it captive while breaking it up into bite-sized pieces. The female is brownish-black, and the male is variation of gray. For this reason, the male is called the green bird wrasse, and the female the brown bird wrasse. You want a 125-gallon tank with these guys, and you want to give them a good environment with lots of rocks. Make sure you have a tight-fitting lid as wrasses are known to jump, and the, the, the bird wrasse should have maestas shrimp, frozen brine shrimp, and other meaty foods. Flame wrasse, a very beautiful wrasse. The flame fury wrasse is also referred to as Jordan's wrasse. The male has a bright golden body with a red ornamentation on the fins. And then you want a bigger tank for these guys. And they need a diet of brine shrimp and a meaty diet as well. And then finally, we have a cleaner wrasse. And they're very similar to take care of like the regular Rasses from other uh, regular cl uh, cleaning rasses from other areas of the world. All right, our final topic of the evening, and that's going to be my personal dream Hawaiian saltwater. These are fish that I would keep in my Hawaiian biotope, a nice Hawaiian display tank. Zebra moray eel, snowflake moray eels, porcupine puffer. Hawaiian lionfish, Hawaiian squirrelfish shoal, blue jaw trigger, crosshatch trigger, pink tail trigger, Picasso trigger, school of yellow tangs, school of coli tangs, orange shoulder tang, 
and school of nasotangs and saddleback butterfly fish. I thought that would be a uh, a fun way to end today's show in the first ever Life in the Ocean debut. Wow, what a action-packed show. A ton of information. Notice today that I did not mention coral or inverts and other forms of life. That is because that's going to be on a separate show. Hawaii is going to have part two. And in part two, I'm going to talk about coral, inverts, and other forms of life that call the Hawaii home. That will be part two, ladies and gentlemen. So, time to wrap up the show. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by YourFishStuff.com. YourFishStuff.com provides hobbyists with quality homemade fish food and aquarium supplies. The Your Fish Stuff difference. Buy direct and save. Buy direct from Your Fish Stuff. No middleman, no food masses produced by large corporations, no food sitting around in warehouses. Just fresh, healthy food from Your Fish Stuff to you. Quality ingredients like fish meal, shrimp, squid, kelp, spirulina, and corella algae. Doesn't cloud water. And all of their fish food is made fresh, crafted in small batches, hobbyists owned and operated. And all of their fish food is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. So check out YourFishStuff.com for quality fish food and aquarium equipment such as nets, filters, medications, and more. That's www.yourfishstuff.com, a proud sponsor of Aquatic Wetlines. I want to thank you all for tuning in to today's show. Thank you for being a part of the very first episode of Life in the Ocean here on Aquatic Wetline. I hope you learned a lot about Hawaiian oceans and the fish that come from Hawaii. On our next episode of Life in the Ocean, join me as I discuss the Red Sea and fish from Indo-Pacific region. Next time on Life in the Ocean, learn about the fish that come from Red Sea and the Indo-Pacific region. Please share today's show on your Facebook and Twitter so that you can inform other fish keepers of the fish life in Hawaii. So the next time you see a orange shoulder tang, yellow tang, Picasso trigger, zebra moray, or nasotang, say, hey, that's a Hawaiian fish. With that being said, this is Aqua Alex from Aquatic Wetline. Thank you for your listen, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Aquatic Wetline. Have a nice day, and bang, bang, enjoy the aquarium hobby.
This episode of the Aquatic Wetline has concluded. Aqua Alex thanks you for listening to his show. Please check out Aquatic Wetline Fishkeeping Podcast on Facebook and hit like for tropical fish facts and more. Feel free to reach Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com with any tropical fish questions. Your questions may make the show. Good night.